Welcome to the Small Business Surgeon Podcast, the show where we dissect the businesses of top producers, examine their growth strategies, and share with you the bare bones of their success. I am your host, Samuel Smith, and I'm glad you're here. Let's operate. Hey guys, what's up? Welcome to this week's episode of Friday Fire. I am your host, Samuel Smith, the small business surgeon. And guys, I'm so happy that you're here with me hanging out on this Friday. Wow, what an incredibly busy few weeks it's been. Thank you so much for hanging out and for following the podcast and for listening. Uh, Man, we're tracking up for uh, almost 50,000 downloads now. So uh, wow, it's been an amazing couple of years. Uh, For those of you just discovering the show, my name is Sam. I'm the small business surgeon. And on Mondays, we have interviews from around the world of business and entrepreneurship. And on Fridays, I put out a nice little monologue for you guys called Friday Fire and I do try and stay as consistent as possible. You'll notice there's been a couple of missing shows over the last few weeks. I want to apologize for that and uh, just put the blame on my workload because I am on day, well now you're listening to this, it'll be day 48 of my 90 day intense workload challenge where we stack up running the companies that I have with school, with my client work and with being a dad and uh, I'm just trying to get the the very best out of 90 days so I can put together the correct style of coaching program and uh, really make sure that um, that honestly that I'm doing the things I need to do. So if you notice on my screen there, um, for those of you watching on YouTube, I just got pulled up here. Um, I have done over a hundred Friday fires now. And so what I did was I went to ChatGPT and I said, can you suggest some topics for a motivational monologue for a podcast called The Small Business Surgeon? And uh, put a little more effort into the prompt and it spat out this. And uh, the first one was actually something that I would like to go and discuss. So embracing failure as fuel for success. ChatGPT says, discuss the concept of reframing failure as a stepping stone to growth and success. Share personal stories or examples of well-known entrepreneurs who've overcome failures and setbacks to achieve greatness. And I thought, you know what? I can do that. I can do that because as a podcast host that talks directly to entrepreneurs, um, I do find myself repeating the same things over and over. And then one of my mentors reminded me, he's like, hey, dummy, you get new audience over and over. I'm like, you know what? There are new people listening every week that haven't gone back to episode 20 or episode 40 or whatever it is and heard this. So I want to talk today about embracing our failures and just what a huge part of entrepreneurship and and even life embracing that failure is because a lot of us feel as though a failure is like the fucking end of the world. And in reality, that's not the case at all. A failure is just something that didn't work. And so if something doesn't work, we can learn from it. And unfortunately, failing is beaten into us at a young age by society as as a negative thing. Um, And it's not the same as quitting. Like when you fail, you fail. You try as hard as you can and you did not succeed at the thing you do. And it can be very difficult on the psyche of a person and the psyche of an entrepreneur, especially in an ego-fueled industry like we're in, uh, to fail. And and embracing your failures, it's kind of like squeezing a porcupine. The harder you embrace them, the more it hurts. Like it's difficult. And failure 
it fucks with your head. And as entrepreneurs, and, and, and as people, but mainly as entrepreneurs, man, because that's the, that's the audience I cater to, what's going on in your head is your reality. I think, therefore I am. Whatever you think is what you are. So if you think you're a failure, it's far different than thinking of someone who just found another way that didn't work. You remember the famous quote from Thomas Edison about how many failures he had making a light bulb. And he's like, no, I just had 10,000 goes that were unsuccessful. But look what I have now. And it's very, very similar with entrepreneurs. And one of the reasons, I don't know why ChatGPT spat this out as the first topic. It's the first time I've ever used it for a podcast prompt. I thought, you know, what the hell, what should I talk about today? But it does line up with with kind of what's been going on over the last few weeks. Um, and I, I really want to bring this up because you know, entrepreneurs have an incredibly high rate of suicide compared to you know normal folks with normal jobs. So check on your buddies, first and foremost, um, because there's been a few guys in, in networking groups that I'm part of that have, uh, that, that have you know taken that way out over the last month or two. And it, it's quite difficult to talk about. Sure it is, but the wheels come off shit all the time. The wheels come off your shit. And it, if you're listening to this and if you're in your 20s, making mistakes that are costing $10,000, $20,000, and that amount of money seems like the end of the world to you, just know that you're not alone in making mistakes and losing money and learning from those mistakes. Well, can you give me a high-profile example of somebody that fucked up and lost everything? Yeah, Blockbuster. Bed, Bath & Beyond. Who's going out of business this week? I don't know. All these companies with huge names that go out of business and you feel like a failure because you're 21 and you lost 10 grand doing something. That, that's the price of entry. I can remember the first time I failed like like big style, like lost big money. And I lost 14 grand and I was 25 and biggest loss I'd ever taken. It was awful. Um, I got into a real estate deal. I listened to people I trusted my gut fell off and I was like you know what we'll roll with it and I didn't know at the time that the deal of the century comes along around twice a week if you're patient and you put your feelers out and you know where to look and I'd got a crew working and I was 25 years old and I wanted to keep the crew working I got to get this deal so we took it it was a little bit skinny and it didn't feel good and I ended up doing the normal turn time and flipping this house and losing 14 grand and that was about all I had to lose that was that was the end of my end of my go that was all of my capital it was all my running money back then because you know I come into entrepreneurship uh, as a kid and you're either an entrepreneur with a ball of capital or you're making seven eight nine dollars an hour I think back in 2005 I was making it was making about 850 or nine bucks an hour uh, at whatever menial job I had uh, 2004 2005 was my transition into the oil and gas industry the first time I got like proper money so it was it, it was good but to lose $14,000 was fucking devastating it was the end of my world and yet I've lost way more than that now like 14 grand that's a Tuesday like you know but I'm 42 almost 43 with years of experience so I want to explain in my own words and my experience, how this works, right? 
Know that the wheels can come off at any level you're at. Blockbuster, biggest video rental chain in the world, went tits up. You know, again, Bed Bath & Beyond is going tits up. Target's on the ropes right now. Like, in any major recession, all these players that you think have their shit together, maybe they're leveraged. Maybe they don't have the money they claim they have. You know, everybody's got money till it's time to pay the bill. And so, I want you to know that mistakes are critical in the learning process. Not only are they common, they're critical. So if the wheels can come off a multi-million dollar company, don't worry about losing 10 grand. Worry about what you can learn from the loss. Turn the loss into a lesson and it's not a loss. But you have to go through these lessons before you can succeed. And the, one of the easiest ways to like, translate this, I guess, is if you make $20 an hour right now, there are things you have to do and things you have to go through and things you have to learn to make $50 an hour. Just as the same as the guy that's making $50 an hour has things that he has to do and has to learn and has to go through till he can make $100 an hour and then to $500 an hour. And so when we put that in the perspective of an entrepreneur, you may fail five times in that five-figure room to get from a $10,000 business to a $100,000 business. You may lose that 10 grand every single time. But did you really lose if it costs you $50,000 to be able to play in the $100,000 room for the rest of your life? That's not a loss. That's an investment. You spent the time in your 20s playing the game at $10,000 and losing until one day you had all the tools in your tool set to play the game at $100,000. That's how this works. You have to go through those failures. You have to beat the boss at $10,000. Look at those a video game. I might have to fight that boss three, four, five, six times. And each time it costs me 10 grand or whatever it costs. But when I beat that boss, if I persist, when I beat that boss, what happens in a video game when you beat the boss? He drops something, a weapon, a tool, loot, first aid kit, money, whatever. When you beat the $10,000 boss, you never got to beat that boss again. He's in your pocket. You own him. That's something you can do. That's a skill. That's a skill set. It cannot get taken away from you. So every time you play the $10,000 game, you win. And yeah, it might have cost you four or five or six goes to get there. And you might have lost 50, 60, 70 grand. But look at that as an investment. Because what happens when you get to 100? You want to go bigger, don't you? You want to play in that 100,000, 200,000, $300,000 a year room. And now your business is making a little bit of money. It's pulling in 20 or 30 grand a month. But a lot of entrepreneurs will struggle and fail at this stage because 300 grand is about the most you can crack by yourself. Unless you're super special, you're going to really struggle to crack 300 grand with a business without help, without a staff, without teams, without management. And then you start getting departments. So as an entrepreneur, you're wearing the sales hat, you're wearing the marketing hat, 
you're wearing the accounting hat, you're wearing the operations and fulfillment hat, you're wearing the customer service hat, all, all these hats you wear as a entrepreneur. And yet when you get to be a business owner in the $300,000 range, you have to start taking those hats off and giving those hats to other employees and training those employees. And the first time you do that, it's going to be a clusterfuck because you're not going to hire any help. You're going to try and do it on your own and try and be stubborn. You're not going to get a, a coach or a mentor or somebody to guide you because we still got that ego, don't we? So the odds are you're going to work your ass off in the $10,000 room or the five-figure room. You're going to break into the six-figure room and bang, you're going to get smacked right back down that five-figure room. Because at every level, there's a different problem. They say new levels bring new devils. But really, at every level, there's a different problem and a different issue. So before you can get into that seven-figure room, right, you've got to succeed in the six-figure room. But before you can succeed in the six-figure room, guess what? You're going to fail in that six-figure room, right? You're going to get bumped out of that room. Because the levels you beat at 10,000 are completely different from the levels you beat at 100,000. And they're completely different at the levels you beat at 300,000. But unless you get help, you'll walk into the same failures. You'll walk into the same failures everyone else does. There are levels to the shit. And so you have to remember that the guy that's bullying you at a five-figure level or bullying you at a six-figure level. Those are bullies. You learn, and you overcome, and you beat those guys, and you walk into the seven-figure room, and guess what happens? They're not bullies in that room. They're fucking sharks. So now not only do you have to compete, you have to swim with sharks. And you get in that seven-figure room, guess what happens? Unless you get really good at swimming with sharks and we're learning the lessons in the six-figure room very well, you'll get slapped right back out the seven-figure room back to the six-figure room. This is normal. You must get out of your comfort zone in the five-figure room to break into the six-figure room. You get comfortable in the six-figure room, you've got to get out of that comfort zone and get uncomfortable to move into the seven-figure room. I want to reiterate that failure is the natural part in the learning cycle that you cannot avoid if you want to get better at stuff. If I want to be amazing at guitar, I have to sit there with a guitar and sound pretty shitty for many years until I'm amazing. Now, I can still make some good sounds come out. I can play in the five-figure room. I can play in the six-figure room, but I can't play in that seven-figure room. Because I have not gone through the natural part of the learning cycle. And to be quite honest, if you're not failing, you're not trying hard enough. That, that's pretty much all it is. You're not going quick enough. You're not pressing the gas fast enough. You're not trying the things you need to try to get to where you want to go. You have to fail. Like when, when you're racing, right? the tires, they should always like squeal just a little bit. You should be as close to that edge as you can get. That's how you go the fastest, is getting the close to the edge. Like, Formula One drivers, right? Best drivers in the world, hands down. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear anything about NASCAR either, right? Formula One, best drivers in the world. 
and they win. But do you notice how often they crash? Why is that? Why is it? It's because they're going to the limits of the car. And they're always looking to take the car to the next level. And so in going to the limit, they are going to crash. And that's where they find the limit. That's how they learn to play at that level. And so to kind of conclude my thoughts on this and wrap this up and give you guys your weekend back and give you the rest of your Friday, I, I really want you to pay attention to the failures. And I want you to know that it's okay. Failing is the ultimate lesson. It's part of the learning curve. And if you fail once and you perform a post-mortem on that failure and see why you failed and take the lessons from it, it will never be a failure. It will always be a lesson. And you can learn so much from these failures that it will set you up for success. And that's all success is. It's just that cumulative foundation of failures where you learn who you are and you learn how to win and that is exactly why I spend the time every single day to write down all those things that I'm working on and to log everything and to track everything so I can measure everything to see where the wins are and to see where the failures are I want to have my failures highlighted I want them written down I want to know where I can get better because the quicker I can get to the failure and find the root of it and turn that into a lesson and turn it into a win, the quicker I've defeated that boss and I can move to the next level. And I've got one foot firmly in the seven-figure level. And some of you know my story. I've been there three times before. And the first time I sold... I did very well. And the second time I did okay. And the third time, oh boy, I learned that lesson. And so failure is just a natural part of belonging in those rooms and getting in those rooms and getting back in them. And so if you want in the eight-figure room, guess what? You're going to have to wreck a few times driving around that seven-figure racetrack until you understand where to hit the brakes and where to hit the gas and how to take the corners. So that's it from me for today, guys. Learn from your failures. Embrace those failures. Track your shit. And take the lessons in stride. Because it's not the end of the world. It's just entrepreneurship. And tomorrow, guess what? The sun's going to come up and nobody's cut your balls off again. All right, that's it from me. You'll have a great weekend. And I will see you guys Monday where I believe we'll be hearing from uh, Josh Perry with Lane Hero. You'll want to check that out. One of the leading apps in transportation that is uh, up and coming. So we'll have him on the show Monday. You'll be good. Stay safe. And I will see you next week. Take care. This has been the Small Business Surgeon Podcast. If you've made it this far, you clearly like it. So go on iTunes and leave us a five-star review. This helps people find the show and spread the good word. Share with friends and follow us at Small Business Surgeon on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you for your follow-up next week.